been here for like 70% of those years, I think. Yeah, about. And uh, Jordan Grady is a relatively newcomer. <laughs> Relative newcomer Only to the my process. 62nd year. 62nd year, yep. Yeah. Yep. So Maverick Magazine on the air. I'm Paul Allen driving the bus for you with uh, Nick and uh, Jordan. We're going to talk Minnesota State Athletics here for the next uh, little bit. Uh, appreciative of the time that the folks at KMSU uh, give us, provide for us with uh, Karen and Dwayne, do such a great job over here. <coughs> um, you know, it, it's kind of a, a weird feeling I have about this weekend, given what we've been through for the last month, basically, yeah. and last weekend especially, so uh, where we had, um, I think at one point, uh, over the course of last week, Home and away events combined, uh, we started out the week with 20 events. Mm -hmm. It was down to 16 after uh, one of the schools from Missouri pulled out of that softball tournament that we hosted. Yep. But we're actually in, we're into the, uh, officially into it, Bernsey. We're into the crossover season with our, our winter sports up and running. We're not quite necessarily uh, done with our winter sports, but our, our spring sports, some of them anyways, have started their seasons. Yep, and uh, you can see uh, with the uh, conclusion of the regular season for some of our winter sports uh, on the cusp. For example, uh, wrestling. Mm -hmm. Wrestling uh, was uh, in Fayette, Iowa last night to take on the Peacocks in a uh, NSIC duel, and they're in Marshall on Sunday uh, versus the Mustangs, and I'll conclude the, conclude the regular season for the wrestling program, if you can believe it. I, I can't. It's just, <laughs> it, it's, it's flown by. It's, un, it's unbelievable, and, you know, hopefully we end it with a win. Uh, do we, where are the, where are the Super Regionals going to be hosted this year? Do we know that? Yep. Yep. Moorhead, Minnesota. Moorhead, Minnesota. Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, so wrestling last night, um, you know, I, I, I ran into Jim Makovsky a couple days ago, our wrestling coach, uh, everybody knows, Jim and uh, it's been a challenging year for everybody mm -hmm. uh, wrestling especially so they've battled through a lot of things uh, COVID like most programs and lately they've had some really tough injuries and we only wrestled, wrestled 7 out of 10 classes weight uh, classes at uh, Upper Iowa normally a, uh, uh, an opponent that um, uh, we'd have a pretty good chance to beat um, we were ranked 17th they're ranked 15th on the road uh, Upper Iowa's got a good program they prevail over us last night 36 to 8 uh, we won two matches Trevor Turf ranked 8th in his uh, weight class a major decision and uh, Darrell Mason uh, ranked number 10 in the heavyweights uh, in the in the nation uh, picked up a, a major decision so Turf 14 and 2 of course uh, Trevor's a kid that we expect to not only be an All-American, but maybe challenge for a national championship. He finished second last year at Nationals. And, and Darrell Mason, uh, a newcomer to the Division II ranks. He was here last year, redshirted. 13-0 um, on the season, uh, as I mentioned, ranked 10th. And he'll, he should be, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, probably should be ranked a little bit higher. But I think a lot of people aren't aware of uh, how good he really is. And in any event, we're at Southwest Minnesota State, and that won't be an easy one either. The nope. Mustangs ranked 21st, so... Uh, best of luck to uh, the wrestlers as they conclude the regular season, then on to uh, Super Regionals in Moorhead, yep. and then uh, Nationals in St. Louis. There you go. Uh, following um, the conclusion of the regular season here. Yep. Um, speaking of conference uh, championships, our swim swim pro swimming and diving programs yeah. are at uh, the conference meet, Bernsey, right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, they just wrapped up the second day of the four-day NSIC championships uh, last night. Uh, the Mavericks have been in well the driver's seat so far after both days so uh, so far. 
They uh, are leading the standings with 511.5 points, which is uh, 80 points ahead of St. Cloud State, who is in second place. So the Mavericks, in a, I think they're in a really good spot right now. Um, they've won, they have several all-NSIC honors. You get NSIC honors in swimming and diving if you finish in the top three in individual events or top two in relay events. Let's see here. Just last night, you had um, three of our three Mavericks finished in the top four for the 100-yard uh, butterfly event. Nicole Beckman, uh, with a time of 55.42, won the event. Kate Flynn followed in second with 50, with a time of 55.53. And then Kayla Rinderconnect took fourth with a time of 55.97. See, it just <coughs> fractions of a second. That's all it takes between first and uh, fourth. But all three of them, all three of them uh, recorded um, provisional qualifying times. So maybe they'll uh, be able to parlay that into a trip to the NCAA championships here. Uh, they are going to be in Greensboro at the start of March. But, um, you know, so that's a good win right there. And then, of course, the Mavericks just dominating the relay events. There's been three relay events so far. They've won all three, uh, provoed in a few of them, and, um, you know, just probably looking for more of the same today. Uh, the, the prelims are actually going to be getting underway here, pr- actually right now, I believe. And then uh, you got the champion, or you got the finals starting today at uh, 5.30. So, that's in Sioux Falls. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, they'll finish up the championships tomorrow. So, but... Uh, after two days being in the lead, uh, you know Mavericks uh, look like they could be poised to get their first or their third NSIC championship. We in were the last second. Five years. La- we were second last year. We won last year. We won last year. Yep. Um, going into uh, to it, I think most everyone thought it was going to be us in St. Cloud State. Yes. Yes. And um, probably. Where are we in the diving competition? Are we done with diving? Uh, we just did the three meter diving event uh, last or last night. So the one meter diving event will happen Saint on Cla- Saturday. St. Cloud's a power in, in yes. diving. We thought, but they didn't make up as much ground as we thought they they, they might. We right? actually increased our lead yeah. after uh, the second day. So that put that uh, that's why I'm feeling pretty confident for our team right. so far. And the and the national qualifying has changed a little bit. Everyone's provisional. Is that is that right? And how, how, explain to me uh, the process for qualifying for. Nationals and swimming and diving. I, be- I believe it's level. I believe it's the same along the same lines as track and field. Uh, there's provisional qualifying times where, uh, so you have to get to a certain point, to, you know, a certain time to be on, un- and then you're under consideration to go to the NCAA championships. And then from that long list of people that uh, provisionally qualify, they select put the top, the top uh, athletes from the from those categories, and they invite them to the NCAA championships. And if there's so normally normally there were auto Auto, automatic there, there, uh, qualifying there was, times. Yeah, auto bids. Yeah, I was going to say there was. Yeah. But the thing is, I think because the field is still limited in in how many people can actually go to the championships, I don't think they can do autos because if you have too many autos, then you're going to have to. If you have too many autos for one event, you're going to have yep. to tell some folks, "Sorry, you didn't make it." But then it's not an auto, right? So, but um, Co- so COVID related, right? It was yes. not before two it, years ago. No. That's just a recent. It's a re- it's a recent phenomenon, and it's the same thing that I think the tracksters yeah. are okay. doing as well. So yeah. tonight and tomorrow, and then uh, Mavericks will be carrying that championship banner. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, not pool, not poolside, poolside, right? But, yeah. Um, men's and women's basketball home this weekend. Wayne State uh, here tonight. Augustana here tomorrow. Um. Where are we on uh, women's basketball, Jordan? Um, I think we're having a, a, a really a, g- a good year for us. We went yeah. through a, a middle uh, of the season type of stretch where uh, we struggled a little bit, but it seems like mm-hmm. we righted the ship here. Yeah, uh, right? got about a two, two, three game lead, um, commanding the second sp- or first spot in the South, uh, third overall still. Not much has changed at the top, but 
a couple wins this this weekend pretty much seals up, makes it the first round bye into the yep. NSIC championship. So that's good, and it'll be, you know, these should be, should be, you never know what can happen, uh, but these should be two teams they can come in and take care of business and kind of ride out if there's anyone lingering with health or anything, get get right going into the championship. But um, I, I don't see any reason why they can't make a run, at least a great run to the NSIC championship of what they put on display this year. And, you know, they're probably going to have to go through the formidable two in the north there in Duluth and St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. But there's they got the talent, I think, overall, where you just need to do it one time, and yep. it doesn't matter what happened the last time you played them. Mm-hmm. So all all chips are in at that point, but you know, same old story, high, high pressure, high energy defense scoring. I think it was 457 on my last tally, uh, points off turnovers this year. So they, they average, uh, if I'm not mistaken, roughly 21 point something points off turnovers a game. So they, they don't just get the turnovers. They turn it in points on the other end and it's led to their success so far at a 16 and five record. 16 and five, 12 and five. Yeah. Be cool to get to twenty wins, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, and it's certainly certainly possible over the next two weekends. Yep. Um, and then all conference honors uh, predictions, Connor or uh, Jordan. Sorry, Connor's not here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but all conference honors, we we obviously Joey Batley yep. right there. Yeah. We, uh, what do you think? I mean, Joey Bat's the easy one to to pick, but um, Maddie Olson, she just kind of does it all you know she's had four or five games where she's as a guard led the team in rebounds with six or seven a game Mm -hmm. and she always finds her way to get to double digits she's been the leading scorer two or three times eclipsed the 20 point mark a couple of times this year um gets a bunch of steals yeah yeah and she's a big part of that pressure Mm -hmm. so i would i would say maddie olsen and and not that it's a slight to any one of them but a lot of our players are role players and they're dedicated to their part of the team and they do that so they may not accumulate those stats that may draw attention to all conference but yep. if I was to pick one other than Joey Bat, I'd say Matty Olson I think I think it's be. a great a great point about uh, the team identity is yeah. uh, it's really a I mean one of those deals where um, in order for it to work the formula we have is everyone's mm-hmm. got to contribute and uh, including the um, players on the bench so absolutely um, Fourteen and seven, seven and seven on the men's side. Yep, uh, Burnsy and a couple of big games this weekend yes. for us. Yeah, right. Um, last weekend they uh, lost to Southwest Minnesota State, eighty-one to seventy-one, but they bounced back with a big win against uh, Sioux Falls, seventy-seven to sixty-nine. Obviously playing Wayne State tonight at seven thirty at Taylor Center. Augustana tomorrow at um, five thirty. Um, these are going to be a couple of tough games. Uh, there's no easy game left for the men on on their schedule here for the last four games. Wayne State and Augie uh, both beat us at their places earlier this year so it'll be tough uh, Augie's like on a I think they've won like their last nine and I think they're 19 and two and I think they're in the top 10 now in in the I think they're yeah they're ninth they're ninth in the in the nation so but um yeah the Mavericks are currently uh right now they're in the sixth spot in the south division which would get them into the NSIC uh tournament and as only the only seeds one through six in each division make it this year so we're leading Sioux Falls by a half a game they just happen that we're seven and seven they're seven and eight so they have one more loss than than we do so uh all four of these games are going to be crucial and we need we're going to need to pick up probably at least a couple wins in order to ensure that we're going to make the conference tournament 
But, um, you know, Wayne, Wayne State coming into town, I mean, we usually have pretty good success against uh, Wayne State, especially when we're, when we're at Taylor Center, and uh, hopefully uh, we can, uh, you know, riding off that uh, big win against uh, Sioux Falls, hopefully we, we can keep that going against the Wildcats tonight, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, Quincy Anderson still having a year. He averaged like 24.5 points last weekend, PA, uh, 8.5 uh, rebounds a game, so he had a heck of a weekend last weekend. You know, he's probably our shoe-in. If you're, if you're talking yep. all-conference, yep. Quincy yep. is the easy pick. That he he'll be all. I think he'll definitely garner some all conference honors there. Uh, Brady Williams might potentially get some uh, looks. Same with Devonte Thedford. So, but uh, yeah, I mean it'll it'll be uh t- it'll be tough down the stretch. But if we get a couple wins, we should be able to make it to that uh, get into the NSIC tournament, and then we'll we'll see what happens with the seating because it goes by win percentage. And right now we're technically tied with Southwest for the fifth spot, but they've beaten us twice, so they have the they have the tiebreaker on us um not unlike some of our programs um the uh, challenge you have in trying to keep everybody in the lineup is one of the things that Mm -hmm. the men's basketball programs really battled with this year going into this weekend uh how we looking depth wise bernsey uh we're looking uh pretty decent i mean we've had some guys you know step up and really make uh really make their their presence known i mean you look at a guy like tyrell stutley he wasn't getting a lot of playing time early on in the year pa but uh when we went down when we got a few guys hurt and a few guys were out of the lineup he stepped up and he's made the most of it he's got i think there three or four times he's recorded a new season high since he's uh had a chance to move into the starting lineup and to play play a lot more minutes you look at sean hopkins who's just man he's just yeah, he's always involved in the play. It feels like yeah. whenever he's out there on the court, he's just in there. He's a grinder. Um, so those are two of the guys that really stand out to me. Who are? It's like it's really great having those guys on the team because they give you a lot of extra uh, oomph, you know, so to speak. And um, you know, hopefully we'll get uh, Brady Williams back here soon. And obviously, our Kyrese Willingham's another guy who, if he's on, man, he's he's really tough yeah. to defend. And and then of course, if Malik's hitting those threes, <laughs> yeah, you know. They they are potentially a team that can be that yeah. surprise run here. Yeah. And to add to your point about Tyrell is just sitting right next to the bench mm-hmm. and Coach Margenthaler the for the entire season, you know, it's just his role has increased more mm-hmm. and you can just hear the things the coaches are saying on the bench when he makes a play. They're I think they're really enthusiastic about mm-hmm. his progress and as they should be because yeah. he like you said, he just keeps taking that next step each time it's presented to break mm-hmm. through and get to that next level in his development exactly he, he does, does it, it. So, so that's definitely something I've noticed with Tyrell mm-hmm. too um, four games left next weekend they're on the road uh, next weekend we yep. have a uh, double header on the road on Thursday at Upper Iowa and then we're back at home on Saturday mm-hmm. for to wrap up the regular season with a double header against uh, Winona One thirty-three thirty starts on Saturday um, next week. So it's senior month. senior day on Saturday. Yep. Uh, yep. Saturday for both men's Winona. and women's program. Kind of kind of a cool thing. Well, yeah, I think the men don't won't have a senior day because they don't have a don't senior. Have a senior no. But <laughs> but they are having a yeah. having a, a deal. It was tenth anniversary of the team that went to the uh, final okay. four. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll have some alumni events I think going on for for both cool. programs, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, that'll be kind of cool to see that team from uh, ten years years ago back. Uh, that was just a great season for the Mavericks uh, out to Springfield, uh, Massachusetts for the uh, um, well, Elite Eight, which turned into, after we won that quarterfinal 
game into the Frozen Four appearance yeah, for I was, Minnesota State. I was sitting in the Eblen Center at Tennessee Tech in Cookville, Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, watching, that game? watching the live stats yeah. and everything like yeah. that on uh, online. And I was just when we were up, uh, was it against um, Bellarmine? Uh, you ben know, Bellarmine ended up winning it that year. Yeah, I was just I remember watching it so close, and it's like, oh man, yep. you know, it was Jefferson crazy. Mason, uh, Cam Hodges. Uh, that was a uh, great team. Marcus Hill, too. Marcus Hill, yeah. Yep. Hopefully it was all really quality young guys. And those guys all played uh, pro basketball. And Cameron, I think, is with an NBA team as so, a, yeah. a skills coach. Yeah. He was with the Sixers. Uh, I'm not sure who he's with now. Um, great group of guys. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun weekend here in Mankato with basketball. And one of the, uh, the cool things about, uh, I guess, this weekend is that we don't have a whole lot of things going on at home we, we just don't we got uh indoor track we'll talk about indoor track here in a sec but folks can be on basketball and and kind of a cool thing with uh, uh the 20 uh the team from 2010 2011 2010 11 yeah. yep back so uh kind of a nice thing indoor track uh hosting nsic and friends uh, meet this this yes. weekend in uh myers fieldhouse so that's kind of a cool thing yeah absolutely both both teams performing exceptionally um men have place first as a team in every event except one where they finished second by three four points um and women number one in the nation men for the first time for it is the first time it is the first okay. time yep. yep i was ranked, ranked number one for the first time yeah yep. so yep. and i just did my count looking at the national list we got 12 12 athletes in the women's side in the events that we compete in that are ranked in the top 10 in the nation and lead in the conference and it's it's quite remarkable like watching Denisha Cartwright, Katie Taylor, they set the record and they go, hmm, "I think I'm going to break it today <laughs> this weekend." And they do it again and they keep mm-hmm. setting that mark and some of the younger um uh younger classmen are coming in and setting provisional marks and I couldn't even we probably have close to 2025 that are in ranked in the top 25 in the events we compete in. I could go on and on with all the names. One of the, the keys when it comes to nationals is numbers, having uh, yeah, a lot stre- of people strength that can score, numbers, that right? can score points. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and obviously I have some uh, top intel. You talk, mentioned Denisha uh, Cartwright, number yep. one in the, in the 200, number five in the 60 hurdles, number yep. seven in the 60. Uh, Michaela Jackson, number two in the 60, number four in the long jump. Katie Taylor, number two in the weight throw, number seven. In the shot board, of course, Katie's won a national championship yeah. outdoors, and and uh, uh, we'll be right there again this year. J.C. Simmons, um, Flora Garcia, Kaylee Jensen, four by four relay. Yeah, on the women's side, I I, uh, I think we have, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of depth there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you we'll, see the we'll strategy see. played out with who Coach Turgeon puts out there yeah. to compete and. He knows what he's doing, yeah. obviously. Sprints, jumps, throws. <laughs> it seems like we're uh, pretty good in a lot of events on the yeah. women's side. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about women's hockey. Women's hockey uh, at Wisconsin uh, this weekend. It was supposed to be, a, I think, a Saturday-Sunday series. Yes. Or, and now it's a Friday-Saturday series. Mm-hmm. They had some stuff happen at Wisconsin and with their uh, men's hockey and uh, men's basketball program, I think COVID-related I th- things. I think so. So they had to switch the schedule around, so now we're Friday, Saturday. Uh, the Mavericks last time out uh, dropped 7-1 in 5 nothing games to Ohio State. And I, I talked about this part of the season and the challenge the Mavericks have in the WCHA facing the number two ranked team last weekend and then back into the fire this weekend with number three, Wisconsin. Uh, the Mavericks close out the regular season 
uh, next weekend with uh, a couple games against Bemidji State uh, here in the Key City, but um, we're cut out for them uh, this weekend. It's been a while. I think 2014 was the last time we actually won in Madison in women's hockey. Mm. Mavericks 12, 15, and 1. Um, those games against Ohio State, and I worked both of them, uh, yeah, 7-1 and 5 nothing. but they were closer, I think, than the score uh, would indicate. It was... Uh, it was one nothing for Ohio State at the end of the first period on Friday's game, a, a game that we ended up losing five nothing, and then it was two nothing for um, the Buckeyes at the end of the uh, first on Saturday's game, that seven one loss. But it was three nothing, and then we scored to make it three one. Then had a power play and didn't score um, on a on that opportunity. It came close a couple times, and I, I said I wonder how how it would have been if we'd be able to get a goal to make it three two, but then. Um, the Buckeyes, who are the top scoring team in the country, they've got um, their top two lines uh, for Ohio State uh, have got 160 points between those six players, and it's and they got a, they have a defenseman who is second in the country in points per game. Um, so it seemed like uh, the Mavericks were going to have their hands full with the Buckeyes, and that's exactly how it turned out. So let's see if they have a bounce back this uh, weekend against uh, a really tough, obviously, uh, Wisconsin team, and then close out the regular season with um, the Beavers here next weekend. But uh, 12 wins, nothing to sneeze at in that league mm-hmm. that the Mavericks play in. Uh, the best MSU has ever done uh, during a regular season relative to one losses and wins is 16 games so it's been a really good year and mm-hmm. especially when you consider Anna Wilgren uh, uh, you know was with the Olympic residency program and, and didn't play at all in the second half and um, yeah, Jamie Nelson played two games the WCHA rookie of the year last year has been out with injuries all year and, and so um, uh, Cala Frank the junior goaltenders had a really good year for us obviously Britton Fleming has become our um, all time leader in Assists and games played, ranked second all time in uh, points. Has had a great year, a fifth year senior for us. Uh, Jessica Condis, Charlotte Akervik, a couple of veteran defensemen have really stepped into the breach and uh, become minute munchers for the Mavericks and uh, picked up some of the slack with the absence of Anna Wilgren. So um, uh, I, I think it's one of those uh, steps that the program's made this year. Some really good young players in the program and uh, good things ahead for John Harrington and his staff on the, the women's hockey side. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to leave women's hockey quite yet. We should talk about Rebecca Kolstad and what she did this year. We talked a little bit previously about Rebecca, the former Maverick forward on the women's hockey program, making her debut at the Olympics this year with China. Yeah. And that was kind of a cool thing. And the Chinese come within um, a sliver of uh, qualifying for the knockout round. They went 2-2 two and two in pool play. Uh, Rebecca had an assist uh, on the game-tying goal against Japan. Um, uh, which the Chinese won in a shootout. Um, she played all four games. Of course, one of you things about unique things about Rebecca Kolstad is not only she is uh, a former Maverick, but she's also a former Mankato East Cougar. So she's a local kid. And um, I, I mentioned to her dad Blaine uh, that we should do a press conference when Rebecca gets back. Um, they've been they're in the um, knockout round now uh, on the women's side at the Olympics in women's hockey and. Uh, uh, the Chinese have been done for four or five days and not knowing how the schedule goes. But I, I, a lot of times they'll, once you're done with your event at the Olympics, they send you home. Um, uh, so I asked Blaine, I said, we should do a press conference for Rebecca when she gets back. There's a lot of interest in 
her Olympic experience and a lot of people proud of what she's accomplished. And, and Blaine responded by saying, well, actually, it's going to be a couple of months. She's going to stay in China and continue to play pro hockey for the Vanka Rays team that plays uh, in that Russian league. And um, uh, she won't be back to Mankato for a couple of months. Huh. So um, maybe we can get a hold of her then. Maybe, maybe. we'll do a Zoom call. That, that seems like the way to go with a lot of this stuff <laughs> yeah. nowadays. So, But uh, excited and proud of, of uh, what Rebecca has accomplished becoming the third former Maverick player on the women's side to play in the Olympics. Um, Bridget, can you name all the student-athletes from Minnesota State that have appeared in the Olympics? I bet you you can. Rebecca Kolstad. Yes. Amelia Anderson. Check. Nina Tikkanen. Check. Those are all women's hockey players. Yep. Yep. Uh, David Backus. Men's hockey player. Uh, Nate Smith. Nate Smith, the men's hockey player, playing for Team USA yep. this year. That's um, five. Uh, Matadi. Yeah, Emmanuel Nipatati, who's Traxter, uh, represented Liberia. L- Liberia in the last two summer games mm-hmm. in the and sprints. And Cheyenne Rova, uh, represented Fiji in swimming. This past year mm-hmm. in Tokyo. So there's seven. Nate Smith becomes a seven. Nate Smith, the junior center, who um, has been gone a, a couple of weeks. And when he left, uh, he was leading the country in scoring. And after last week's action, without playing, he remained tied for the lead. <laughs> in national scoring. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, this weekend. I suspect that Nate, when he gets back here, whenever that is, uh, won't be leading the country in scoring any longer, but he'll rank. He's got he's had a great year, uh, 41 points in 30 games, and uh, the third-round draft pick of the of the Winnipeg Jets has had just an outstanding year, Hobie Baker candidate, along with senior goaltender Dryden McKay for the Mavericks, and, uh, of course, Minnesota State. Um, uh, off this weekend, uh, coming off a, a nice weekend, uh, on the road last weekend, a couple wins at Bowling Green, and uh, 27 wins, 27 and five right now for Minnesota State, and I think they can back into the uh, CCHA regular season championship this weekend without playing, uh, if things roll their way. Um, and then Bemidji State's here next weekend. We should also mention uh, Nathan Smith isn't all by himself over there in Beijing. Of course, Mike Hastings, our head coach, is an assistant coach with Team USA, and Team USA played for the first time in men's hockey yesterday. Uh, the uh, Americans picking up an 8 nothing win over China. Nathan Smith, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm, I, there was a lot of people who were following along with how that game went. Um, Nate uh, um, uh, played a, a regular shift, uh, was on the second power play unit, um, was plus one in the game, had a couple shots on goal, and, and uh, by all accounts played uh, really well. Uh, big game tonight for Team USA with um, a pool play game against Canada. Uh, that game is on NBC and uh, 10, 10 p.m. start if you are um, want to do and stay up that late and watch that game. It'd be kind of cool. But uh, they've got four pool play games before the knockout round begins um, next week. Yep. Um, Mavericks home next weekend. Last regular season home action for the Minnesota State men's hockey team. Bemidji State will be here Saturday night. Uh, will be senior night. We do have seven players, um, including f- a couple of fifth-year seniors in Reggie Lutz and Jack McNeely. And the Mavericks will close out. It's amazing how quickly this goes, but the Mavericks will close out the regular season with two games at Michigan Tech the following weekend yep. before the playoffs. So That's when Coach Hastings and Nathan Smith will be back. Yep. Uh, it's Yeah, they won't be back for the Bemidji State yep, Series. But for the mi- final series. They, the they will be. Yeah, it'll be nice to have those guys back. Um, um, obviously, um, great job by the coaching staff uh, 
uh, with uh, Todd Connaught and Paul Kirtland doing a great job uh, mm -hmm. in Mike's absence, of course. Um, let's see. Um, it looks like uh, Super Bowl Sundays is on the docket. You guys have uh, a team that you uh, not necessarily are rooting for, but you, who do you think is going to win that game, Bernsey, with the, the Rams uh. and the Bengals? What do you think? Not Let's go. Let's go the Bengals. You know, I, 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 you know, let's 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 ride this one all the way. Let's go. Weren't they the seventh seed or something like that, or the sixth seed in the yeah the AFC? All right. No, they won their division, didn't they? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But they've been the unexpected team to oh, come in and get all the, these wins. Primarily, the primarily, primarily because they haven't been there for a while. Right. You know, one of the things. What do you think, Jordan? I mean, uh, selfishly. I don't want the Bengals to win because that's just another team that has a Super Bowl before the Vikings <laughs> do. Yeah. But in comparison to the Rams, I don't want to see Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl. So I think... What did Stafford ever do to you? Wow. He's a lion. Yeah. He's a lion. Come on. <laughs> Central Division opponent. Yeah. Still, uh, Central Division. Wow, you're throwing it back oh, there. Norris Division. <laughs> well, Norris <laughs> Division. The only difference is North Tampa Division. Bay was North, in that North division. North Bergy. Yeah. But, ah, um, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm indifferent, but if I had to choose one, I'd go Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Okay. I think I think Cincinnati would be fun to see win one. Ohio needs something, eh? They they just had the Cavaliers win one not too long ago. You know, just saying. Fair enough. I'm, fair point. It's been a it's been a long time since Minnesota's won one. <laughs> what? What's that? What about me? What about me? What do you think? Oh, Paul. Who would you oh, thanks for asking. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's going to take care PA, of who, Who's, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Well, uh, I don't have a horse in the race. You don't have a horse in the race. Horse race, but we've discussed this before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Joe Burrow, not that he doesn't deserve it, but he hasn't been around long enough. It's kind of cool. It's a great story because of uh, if he did accomplish it this uh, this point in his career where he's the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, he led LSU to a national championship, and then potentially winning a, a Super Bowl. Typically, that doesn't happen for a guy. Uh, uh, so quickly, so uh, so callow. You know, he's he's pretty young. Mm -hmm. um, there are some CFL ties. His dad played for the Stampeders and oh, played for the Hamilton right. Tiger Cats. I think Montreal Alouettes. So that's kind of cool. Um, but there's a part of me that says uh, you have to pay the price a little bit. And uh, no disrespect to what he went through with his ACL injury, but I see Drew Stafford grinding away all those years in Detroit. And <laughs> I, I just think I, I no horse in the race in, in this deal, but I, I think the fact that it's played in L.A. in their own facility, that uh, it's going to be the Rams that win it, I think. And... and uh, um, uh, I don't look at as from from a fandom standpoint like Jordan does. I think in some <laughs> respect, um, um, I, I think I think it's uh, I think the harsh reality sets in, and you yeah. look at all the variables that sure. uh, that go on, and and uh, uh, but it's a kind of a cool matchup with uh, Young Gun and in. And Joe Burrow at quarterback, and we should talk about more than just the quarterbacks because there's a lot of players that yeah. that play. But uh, the storyline is going to be probably Joe Burrow and, and Drew grid, Stafford, as it always is. The quarterbacks, Matthew yeah. Stafford. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Stafford's had a great year, and one of the cool things about I think that story is that Stafford proved all along how that he it wasn't just him at Detroit that he, right. he was. A, it was just a bad team that he was playing yeah. for, and and uh, he's had a great year. So kind of a cool thing. Yeah. You're gonna have some chili, Bernsey. You're gonna you're gonna uh, have some wings. S settle down in I mean, your uh, lazy boy, and uh, I don't have a lazy boy, but I'm definitely gonna have maybe some have some fried that. cheese, maybe or uh, some fried cheese. Yeah, fried <laughs> 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 sounds delicious, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, cheese, some cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up on that. As Bernie, uh, uh, I'm thinking about food now. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, thanks very much, Karen. Thanks very much for having us in for another edition of, of uh, Maverick Magazine. We'll see you next Friday. MSUMavericks.com. In-State Athletics, if you're on Twitter. It's great to be a Maverick.